streaming live soon. Good morning. Uh, we're studying the book of Timothy, mainly priority, talking about what God has done in terms of confirming his call, the prophetic power that confirms a call. Now, you might, uh, you might struggle with me today on that, but I'm trying to clear the idea of being called to serve God, being spoken by the elders uh, upon your life and prophesying over you. All of this is to understand the ministry that is prophesying, edifying, building, and comforting, 1 Corinthians 14.3, as a gift of the Holy Spirit, separating from that the work of the prophet. And so in these passages today, you're going to see the two arms working together. You know, it's kind of interesting that, that God called Barnabas because of his prophesying manner. He was so kind to the disciples, so the partial then gave to them. And there was a, a vocal aspect of his faith that was contagious. They loved Barnabas. The same thing with Timothy. People loved Timothy, even though his father was a Greek, his mother was a Jewess. Uh, the family was split, and perhaps a father was an unbeliever. But upon the ministry of Paul in Ephesus, in Lystra, in Derby, he came to know Christ. So, now, before we get to it real quick this morning, Paul then went to Macedonia. And I want to read 1 Timothy 1, and 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse tw just verse 12, to help us to understand this. And uh, uh, here we go. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength. Now this is the Apostle Paul saying to Timothy, I depend on the strength of God to deal with life. Okay? That he considered me faithful. Now that's really strong. Because you see, when you have a call from God, faithfulness is something that uh, it's going to be kicked upon your neck and bothered you and because to be faithful on a call it's a hard thing to do the affairs of this life and so he's saying to Timothy I, I, I'm thank God that he considered me faithful that I'll stick with him stick with the Lord you understand so when a battle is upon us or we're deciding a lot of things and we're moving toward a certain direction that God has given us we got to move on. And I tell you, I, I don't feel honestly going in that way sometimes. I just, I don't have just no desire. But I have to be faithful because the door is wide open. And so, it's not my job to question. That's what he's saying. He considered me faithful, appointing me to his service. Now, this is Paul encouraging Timothy. Now, what was happening at, uh, at Ephesus? When Paul went to Macedonia and he wrote this letter to encourage Timothy, he was talking about uh, Ephesian church had false doctrines everywhere, building and ministering using endless genealogies, 
fictitious stories. And uh, the talk was so meaningless. He saw a decay in the church of Ephesus. And uh, he's saying uh, people were using their positions for religious liberty, for financial gain. This was upon the life of the church. And so how did uh, Paul respond? He simply says, I was appointed to this. God considered me faithful. And I'm talking to you from a point of authority that is not mine, is given to me. So, another translation, just to sort of uh, enhance this, what I just said. Because when you read one translation, like the NIV, you get a point of view, but then you read something like the King James, and you get another point of view, but they're the same. Uh, uh, you're looking at uh, being appointed and being put into ministry. Okay? And he said, who has enabled me that he counted me faithful, putting me into ministry. So appointed is one translation. The other translation is putting me into ministry. So which one is it? Can you be put into ministry without being called? What is, how do you approach this? Now, let's talk about Paul for just a moment because I believe that he, he is put into ministry. <laughs> you know, he, he it was just too much. Look, chapter 9 of Acts, chapter, verses 15, you know. The Holy Spirit said to Ananias, For he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles, kings and children of Israel. So this is, this is God saying to Ananias, Take care of that man because he is a vessel unto me. I chose him. I called him. So in a way, some of us a call of God to follow Him and there's nothing we can do. And some of us uh, are in ministry, serving the Lord. Is there a difference? Yes, there is a difference. The, the call of God in your life has to be, number one, respected. And the, the, the message and the direction comes from the Lord. He will speak to you, directly to you. You hear his, your heart. And you committed to get the job done. But some people are, are, do not receive from the Lord a directive call like that. They simply were spoken upon. Now, how about Timothy? What happened to Timothy? Let me read the fin finished reading. In Paul's life was a dialogue between God and him at the road in Damascus. Lord, what will you have me to do? Now, for instance, who are you, Lord? Paul, Paul, who are you, Lord? An identification. Who, I hear this voice. Who are you? And, uh, and Jesus said, I'm Jesus whom you persecuted. But notice where he says, who are you, Lord? Now, that's already a changed heart. What do you mean? I mean, when he fell out of his horse or fell on the ground, and nobody could only hear voices but see anything, a light shone upon him, uh, he already was calling Jesus Lord. So it's obvious that in the life of Paul, a call came in directly to him by the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's a, that's a heavy call. Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I'm Jesus whom you are persecuting. Paul responded, Lord, what will you have me to do? 
And the Lord responded, Arise, go into the city, and it shall be told what you must do. In other words, I'm not asking you to do. You will do it. Notice the exchange between Jesus and Paul. Now, did Paul stay on the call throughout his ministry, uh, especially as he uh, uh, explains 9.15, Acts 9.15, and uh, it says, The call is to bear my name before the Gentiles, the kings, and the children of Israel. So again, he, he remains on that. Look at verse of 2 Timothy now, verses 1 through 7. 2 Timothy 1 through 7. I want to read this because I want to answer. If he stayed in the call, does his behavior, vocal voice, his argumentation, his, his voice, actually says he is in the call? Because see, some of us have called the Lord, but we're not in the call. We're doing what we want to do. You, you, just, you just don't have any direction as to where you want to go. I talk to people every day. They don't have any direction. And I want you to know that uh, nobody at my age would get up at 6 in the morning to get ready to be here today sharing with you. Where does that strength come in? From the call. I just, I'm energized to talk about Jesus. I'm energized to go on a mission trip. I'm energized to speak to people all week long about... This woman says, I, I don't know what the Lord wants of me because I'm, I'm locked up. I have no idea. I live in Florida and my house was all tear apart. I'm in a hotel in South Georgia. I don't know where to go. Do I have a... And I'm saying to you, when there's a call, there's direction. And so you have to... Let's take a look at Second Timothy, First Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. One more time. 1 Timothy chapter 2. I urge you then, first of all, that requests, prayers, and intercession and thanksgiving be made for everyone. And then he says, for, for kings and all those in authority. He's back the call. Because the call says in, in Acts chapter 9, 15, to bear my name before Gentile kings and children of Israel. And he is saying, kings and all of those in authority. He is, is in the call. Notice that. Let me continue. That you may live peace in quiet lives and godliness and holiness. Meaning that honoring your leaders, honoring those who are above you, praying for them, will give godliness and gives peace. This is good and pleasing God our Savior. In other words, praying for the leadership in, in your call pleases God who wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. For there is one God and one mediator between men and God and men, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself as a ransom for all men, a testimony given in its proper time. For all of this, for the, and for this purpose, listen to this, I was appointed. So you have the call, you have the appointment by Jesus. Okay, appoint a herald and an apostle. Now let's talk about that. So he is Paul is is speaking about first. You see, Paul now prophesizes upon Timothy in 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 First Timothy four fourteen. It's when they were in Lystra and Derby, and Paul went to visit them. And there's a specific saying here, and I'll, I'll get there in a minute. But let's talk about. 
Paul's call. So Paul called himself an apostle, which it is apostolus. Okay? 1 Corinthians 9 speaks about this. 1 Corinthians 9, 1 and 2. I want to take just a little time to, to go there uh, so you can uh, listen to this. Amen? Let me find 1 Corinthians real quick. Here, here it is. 1 Corinthians 9, 9. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? The call. So every time he begins, he's an apostle, he's a herald, he says, I've seen Jesus. He spoke to me. So when you meet somebody who interprets their call upon the person of Jesus Christ to serve him, he is the real thing. Because you see, we are so involved with people that have no call definition. They don't know where they're going to be. They don't know what they're going to do. They're seeking this, what they want. They want to do this and they want to do that. So I want you to pay attention. When the call comes from God, it's directly related to the call of Jesus upon your life and what you experience with Him. In other words, your identity under the light and the manner of Jesus Christ makes you whatever God wants you to do, to do whatever He wants to do, not what you want to do. And for me, that's important. Because I meet a lot of people who wants to serve the Lord but had no call. All right. Or well, they're looking for a call. Okay. Now let's go to, uh, if you go to Colossians chapter 1 verse 1, uh, it's an interesting statement. He, he connects his call to God's will. Look at this, Colossians 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, in Timothy, our brother. Because you see, for the first, second, the second, and the third, and the fourth missionary journey, Timothy was all over the, the field, walking and ministering with Paul everywhere they went. And so, and so the call was not what you wanted to do, but what God wants to do through you. I hope I'm communicating that type of thing. Okay. Here's Paul saying in chapter 2, verse 8. Amen. I got a call coming in here from a telephone, but it's not a call of God. I need to wait until the until until the I can do it. Amen. All right, chapter <laughs> chapter two. Let's go back to Timothy, chapter two, verse eight. I hope you get it. Verse eight. Here, here it is. I want men everywhere to lift up holy hands in prayer, without anger or disputing. Now, when that comes in from a man that God called and spoke directly to him and, uh, and was blind and the scales came out of his eyes and Ananias paid the hotel bill, you're talking somebody who had a personal experience with Jesus. And, and when that person comes to lay hands on you, it's got some weight. So what makes you a child of God, heir of the kingdom, is that you're, you're within your call and do what God tells you to do. And so Paul is saying, I wish that uh, everybody here would... Uh, I want men everywhere to lift up holy hands. You know, in, the, in America today, that's Pentecostal charismatic. But in Paul's days, that, that's his wish for the life of the church. Okay. I hope we're getting cleared up a little bit. I hope so. We're moving on. I don't want to be tangled up. Okay. Now, 
Let's identify back to Timothy. Is he called? Is he appointed? What has happened? Let's take a look. You go to 414. Now 414, it's an uh, interesting scripture. And he says, let me read it to you fast. Do not neglect your gift. Do not neglect your gift. Now what is he talking about? There was a call upon his life when the elders lay let me read it which was given you through a prophetic message when the body of elders lay hands on you that's 414 in the NIV King James is a little different but let's take a look again when did Timothy actually had his call because you see if you've got to follow somebody, you've got to follow somebody that had a call. Why? Because the call, if you are within it, opens the door to greater things than that which you're trying to do. I'm invited to teach Bible study at a very beautiful place in Atlanta. And I'm praying about going there for the rest of my life. Is that a place that is that, is that invitation a, a place that opened the door for greater things that God wants to do through me? I, I, it's game. I'm praying. I'm asking the Lord to enlighten me. I, I think it's very important. I mean, I'm even thinking about some of our equipment to, to set it up and leave it over there so we can stream that Bible study out of that church. I mean, I, I don't know how to do it, but I, I'm... If it, is, if it is my call, then I want the Lord to confirm it. Am I getting through? Does that make sense? And you can be in the call and out of the call, in the call and out of the call, but uh, eventually as you get older, you find out that you do have a call. Okay, let me read it again. Do not let anyone look you down because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, life, and love, and faith, and purity. So Paul is talking to Timothy. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through a prophetic message. So what do you mean by it? A prophetic message here is not actually something like Ephesians, uh, like 1 Corinthians 4, uh, 12, a, a vocal gift. The vocal gifts are prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. Remember? Now, I have to just go back. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. Faith, work, and mere gifts of healing. Prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. In other words, the nine, three vocal gifts of the Holy Spirit in our ministry, the way we explain, I'm not sure is the only explanation or you have to believe is the true, but other, I'm not going to, that's my experience. And I'm doing what the Lord showed me and uh, uh, it's out there. So that gift is not a, 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 a prophet speaking. It's prophesying. But here, this prophetic message then comes from a prophetic life. So these are heavyweights in Lystra and Derby that came around Paul and Paul laid hands on, on Timothy. And the call of God came to Timothy in a way that changed his life forever.
Now, let's go back to another scripture to see if we can clear. Well, let me ask you. Are you called of God to serve Him? Because if you are called of God to serve Him, then you should be doing what God, the call entangles for you to do. Because if, he, if it's not what God has called you to do, then, uh, then you, you're, you're doing somewhere else. And so, how do you recognize somebody that somebody's called of God? They hear from the Lord. They forgive easily. They do whatever it takes to get the job done. You know, uh, I want to tell you the story of a, of, a, of a man of God. I met him in a church called Pueblo Libre in Peru, in the city of Simbote. The bus got there. It's a small city bus with 24 seats. The group is all excited to be in that church. And as we walk in, we walk down. I never seen a church where you walk in and you walk down. The, the, about a, I'd say about four to five feet below sea level. And the, and the dust in the floor is all black, meaning there's a, 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 a sediment on the floor that's stuck to your shoes. And there's corners where it's all wet. So here you go. We're within the call of God. We're within the call. To go to Pueblo Libre and to meet a pastor called Kleber Infante. And of course, you know, there's a lot of children. All the church came together, uh, at least uh, 30 or 40 teenagers, uh, maybe, maybe 30 teenagers. That were, the place was packed with people, and the group is there. And, uh, and of course, you know, Andy, uh, Randy, Randy DeGruth was the preacher for the night, and he's about to preach. And, and, of course, you know, we had uh, Rob Steele from Nashville doing the praise and worship. It was phenomenal. He just sung in Spanish. It was out of, out of this world, the anointing, the blessing. And suddenly, I see a boy, a cute little boy, you know, two years old, on the floor of that church with his mud all over his face. And his clothes is all dirty. And he is on the floor. So he runs to me and, and give me a hug. I'm sitting down, so I'm just trying to get him. He's trying to get on my lap, and I finally grabbed it, turned around, and began to play with him. And he was very happy. I was able to clean his face a little bit and clean his side. And at that particular moment, if I, 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 I'm not making this up. You know, Paul was saying, I do not lie. God called me. So I say the same. I do not lie. I heard a voice. Speak to me. Help my servant. You know, uh, it was the Lord speaking to me. And I'm saying to you, why do I get all of these things that are so hard to do? You know, why do I have to do I just finished something in a place called Chimbote. On a pure Cusco to, to Cauri. Cauri, Cauri, Peru, it's uh, 15,000 feet high. It, it, it's a four-hour driving through the clouds. You know, Delta, 10,000 feet. This is 15,000 feet, 15, feet high. It, it, it's, it's better than an airplane. And so suddenly, I'm, I'm sitting at a, at a lower edge of the, 
uh, on the sea level, even below sea level, uh, five feet below sea level at Puebla Libre, and the Lord said to me, help my servant. And so guilt came upon me to talk to the group about this because, you know, evangelists is all the time asking for money, and I don't want to ask for money. So I went to the bathroom and I sat there and, and quiet down and said, Lord, uh, how can I do this? How am I going to do this? This is too much for me, God. I, I, I just don't have the strength to do this. And so I was really upset, really upset. Why does God keep on giving me projects that I, I just don't know how to handle it? And he came back to me saying, are you my servant? I said, I, I felt like Paul. Am I, are you my servant? I said, yeah, I'm your servant. But I had enough. <laughs> you know, I mean, gosh. So he says, I do. I'm the one in charge. I'll take care of it. You do as I say. Now, I just built my... And, and Randy that night preached a powerful sermon. It was amazing. The little boy kept on hugging me and coming to see me. And in other words, the little boy represented the church, the floor, the need, and he's saying, Hey preacher, hey preacher, why don't you why don't you do what God tells you to do? Because that's my church. I'm gonna be an older man in this church, and the way it is, they're gonna con- the, the, the city's gonna condemn this church. And uh, and so I came home. And of course, you know, on the way home uh, I ate something that was wrong and got me sick and I'm still ill, overcoming that situation. And the devil really, really bothered my stomach. But suddenly, I went into a church in town, and I gave a testimony about Pueblo Libre. I don't know what they're going to do about it, but it looks to me that uh, the Lord is going to take care of the amount needed in order to take care of that problem in, in, in Pueblo Libre. He will do it. So this week... Uh, Carmen, which is the secretary of Bishop Samuel in Peru, contacted me with a new name of the new bishop in his email. And this morning or uh, tomorrow, I'm going to send him an email telling him uh, that uh, I want to help uh, uh, Pueblo Libre in Chimbote. Now, how this whole thing happened? Cindy Walker, our secretary, went to Chimbote and to, to, to do logistics for the troop that we're supposed to do. In the process of talking, there she talks to a pastor called Gustavo. Gustavo gave a testimony of opening the church during the COVID time for the people of God and how God blessed that. It's called, it's, his church is called Esperanza Alta. It's like this. He, Esperanza means high hope. And so we went, he gave the testimony. The next church is Pueblo Libre. We came because God sent us to, to Esperanza Alta. Then we went to Pueblo Libre. Then the little boy. Then, then the word in the bathroom. Then the testimony in Athens. Then after that, uh, 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 the possibility of raising a very serious amount of money to send. Then Randy says, if I have the money, I will fly Delta and I'll give it to the pastor and his treasure at the airport in Lima, spend the night. Bang, 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 bang. Now what, what does that mean? The hand of God. I'm explaining to you that when you call of God, you have to understand how God moves and how He does it, so you be responding to His call. This this is what Paul is trying to take to Timothy. 
Do not neglect your gift which was given you through the prophetic message. Do not neglect it. Remember, Timothy, you're under the anointing. Now, are you under the anointing of God? Do you do God's will and support Him and whatever He is doing? I'm sure you do. And if you're lost in the direction that you don't know where to go, that you are bothered about it, and, and that's my problem. I'm meeting people who just don't have any direction. And I pray, God, that you give direction to my brother and sister. I pray, Lord, that the prophetic voice from God Almighty will come upon your life to where you will not be lost in, in the oblivion without direction, without purpose. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you will be able to revise your life, look at it, and see, God, am I within my call, your call? And I thank you, Lord, that you will answer the call and I speak prophetically that God will speak to you in your Lystra, in your Derby, and you'll be convicted that to serve the Lord simply means do what God called you to do. Amen. I'm so glad that we're able to share. Uh, tomorrow you're going to hear from uh, uh, a man called Andy Hines. And I want you to hear very carefully what he is going to teach. And uh, by the way... Uh, if you look at website, latterain.com, you can go into a library of Bible teaching. You can uh, go into something you can hear. A podcast of some kind. A Apple? A Apple podcast. Go, go there on our website and listen to series of teachings that go all way back. The Lord bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe I lose, can do the mill.